Today, Premier David Eby and Solicitor General Mike Farnworth announced where drugs can be consumed in public spaces during BC's decriminalization pilot program. Here is Solicitor General Mike Farnworth. Drug use will be prohibited at parks, beaches, and sports fields, as well as within six meters of a bus stop or an entrance to a building. Now, Premier David Eby was also at that press conference, and he said that new regulations will bring drug use more closely in line with rules that generally surround tobacco, cannabis, and alcohol consumption. Take a listen. It enables police to use this as a tool to redirect people to services and appropriate locations instead of using hard drugs in areas used by families, people going to work, or business people. When people use the appropriate government-funded overdose prevention site, it is a chance to connect them to services to get them into care that they need. That was Premier David Eby. I want to let you know that Solicitor General Mike Farnold will be joining us at 4 o'clock to discuss today's announcement. Uh, Guy Filicello, who's a harm reduction and recovery advocate, joined our Jill Bennett earlier today to express his reaction to today's announcement. Take a listen. Is it decriminalization for people who have, you know, proper places to use them, such as a home? Or, and is it, um, you know, recriminalizing, you know, people that don't have a place to use these substances? What I think has to happen if these um, amendments go and pass, the government needs to actually address the uh, issues of people smoking these substances that people can have that place to go. So they can be redirected there or they can be redirected detox or wherever. Like I said, my concerns are really a lot to other communities that don't have access to these uh, services as well. Right. And then is the concern then that... That was uh, Guy Filicella uh, speaking to Jill Bennett earlier today. Now, just to confirm, the province is moving to ban consumption of drugs within a six-meter radius of building entrances, six meters of bus stops, and within 50 meters of playgrounds, spray pads, wading pools, and skate parks. Uh, In addition, drug use will be completely banned at parks, beaches, and sports fields. Now, in the past six months, last year or so, several municipalities proposed bylaws to restrict uh, restrict public drug use after uh, drug decriminalization was introduced. Joining me now to talk about this issue is Katie Newstater. She is a Kamloops City Councilor, a community, by the way, that uh, jumped on the issue, and certainly Ms. Newstater did as well, uh, raising the issue of public drug use and the impact it was having on residents uh, in uh, the Kamloops region. Katie, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jazz. Pleased to be back on with you to discuss this. Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, issue. First and foremost, your thoughts on today's announcement by the Premier and the Solicitor General. I think any day when you feel heard by the province from the local level is a good day, and I would commend those in leadership who recognize that what was in place was not working in municipalities for those who are closest to the issue and seeing the real-time impacts. And I'm really pleased that it's extended as far as it has and uh, grateful for this movement. Uh, Is it enough? That's a great question. Uh, I mean, locally, our bylaw does go further, so that indicates our position as a whole here in Council in Kamloops. That being said, we recognize that different communities have different factors. Uh, the bandwidth might not be there for enforcement, and so sometimes you take what you can that can be applied on, on the greatest level. I wasn't thrilled the first time the proposed legislation came out. It certainly didn't go far enough. This is much closer to the mark. So what does it does Kamloops do that, that goes further than what is being proposed in this provincial legislation. I'm curious. We basically said all public lands, extended it 
all sidewalks, you know, those places where people will be impacted as opposed to limiting it to doorways and proximity to those kinds of spaces. Again, very pleased to see that they included bus stops and, and those doorway limitations. So that's a start. But here in Kamloops, we did want to see it go further than that. But also we have the infrastructure and are developing the programs to be able to deal with it as well. Hmm. Now, the drug decriminalization uh, pilot project um, began about seven months ago. Uh, it is an ongoing issue and an ongoing debate in, in British Columbia. How do you think uh, it has landed in Kamloops? I'm very curious because every community is going to be different and rural, yeah. urban and can be different as well. Not that uh, I would describe Kamloops was completely rural because it is a, a sizable community with lots of amenities and all those types of things. But I'm curious, how has the issue of just the pilot project of drug, drug decriminalization landed in your community? I think that there was a lot of recognition that this could be a tool that is part of the solution to this crisis that we continue to face. And no one wants to see people dying from overdose and we need new approaches. So I think that it was received in that spirit in general. But again, lacking the guardrails for success leads to unintentional consequences. So, I mean, anecdotally, which is all we have at the moment really substantiated, we have seen negative impacts. From that time till now, of course, it's a complex issue, lots of factors. But if we were to look at implementation in January, and then now here we are in the beginning of October, the overdoses have only increased, the social impacts have only increased, what we're seeing as far as use has only increased. So while decriminalization is a concept, to destigmatize those who use drugs could be an effective one without the proper guardrails. It, it does not have the outcomes that we had hoped for. So I, I think there's some hope that with change and open minds, it could be the success that it was meant to be. So what needs to change? I mean, if this has changed now and you're generally very happy with it. Uh, we've had conversations on this show where, you know, my thinking is that, look, if you people do not see uh, greater enforcement a greater mm-hmm. opportunity for um, treatment centers that drug decriminalization as a pilot project on its own is actually yeah. set up for failure. Uh, perhaps I'm wrong in my assessment. I'd love to hear yours because I think you almost need those other two in the and, and viewing government actually making an effort to provide those two, uh, number yeah. one, on treatment centers and enforcement as well. Then people will come along and say, okay, we'll, we'll come along with the drug decriminalization. We're willing to go there. But until then, you're almost setting it up, the pilot project, up for failure. Yeah, I'm aligned with your assessment. I think that's right on the money. And, you know, it raises the really pertinent question of how are we measuring success in this area? You know, we were promised a dashboard. I was in UBCM, sat across from the Minister of Mental Health and Addiction, and she said, the dashboard is live. It's good to go. A few days later, that was significantly walked back. It's now a snapshot. And when you look at that snapshot that's really buried seven layers into the Internet Mm -hmm. um, and you dig into the information, it's more presentational. It's not what are we actually seeing as data and measurable outcomes that we can look and say, is this being successful? Is it having the intended consequences or are there gaps that we need to fill in? So that's another big piece of, of success here. But like you said, we also need purpose-built complex care. We need safe consumption sites that include inhalation, a sobering and detox center, recovery options. These are things that need to be put in place in order for this experiment to be successful. And I think we're working backwards right now, but at least we're naming the problem and looking for the solutions that we need. And hopefully advocacy at the local level for these things to make it successful will continue to be heard by the province like they heard us when we started creating these bylaws. Katie, thank you for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me.